0: Oh, um, so BB King died. He did. Yeah. <laughs> like, just just <laughs> jumping into the lighthearted. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: you, know, I'm glad it's you not, went back to the so.
2: Before, back to the <laughs> banter. Least, you know, it's not,
1: Well, fuck it. BB well, King here's died. something.
2: I didn't do it. Legendary like, music pioneer uh, ha, has passed on. Well,
3: I, I like the fact that you're yeah. like, I didn't do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so well, and uh, and do we know that to be true? It's worth no. it's worth mentioning for a variety of reasons. Not only was he an icon, but also. Uh, We did um, One time when Shane was Had been laid ill Fortunately not to the extent that BB (laughs) King Phil Phil brought (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, Our friend Phil sat in uh, One week when we talked about My Bloody Valentine's Loveless And he opened with That was his first time to sit in on the show and he opened with a story about eating cheese and crackers backstage in Chicago with BB King. And so, like, I've listened to that little clip of, of this show a few times, and I just uh, anyway, I feel like I know him a little bit more. And he always sounds like that shitty chef impression that uh, Phil accidentally did, and then apologized for like twenty five times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I th- and it's a heartwarming story. and I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought up the, the back the back. Well, we, now we can we can finally remember BB King as one that would share his cheese and crackers. He would. He was a cheese and
2: crackers enthusiast. Um, Hey, you know what you shouldn't try? Uh, Toothpaste and whiskey. (laughs) I just brushed my teeth before I came over here. (laughs) I just took a sip of whiskey and... hmm. Are not quite doing it for me, but there are no dentists
3: at the crossroads. I think, by th- the way, yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think well. you'll fucking power through that at some point. I think I will. All right, boys, let's let's do some theme music. We'll get into the get into the show. Um, my name is Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin, and my name is Mark. <laughs> this is somebody who likes it. <laughs> Alright, so we haven't talked about, and, and this seems like something that it doesn't seem like something, it's something that I'm actually very interested in doing. When I don't hear about him for a little while, I will take the time to go and, and check on our friend Scott Stapp's mental health. His um, dubious she, mental health. Yeah, and and so, and there was something written about him two days ago and apparently he now, well, so those of you that, that don't listen to the show or don't haven't heard me bring up scott Stapp or play any of his songs or Welcome. talk about his dubious mental health i would highly advise you to go and google it and if you don't know who he is he is the singer the erstwhile singer for creed, creed. yeah so scott yeah. stap um has now admitted that um what what so those a few months ago he 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 recorded a bizarre rambling rant about obama and the cia and how um how that Alcoholics Anonymous was a plot Perpetuated by the CIA Well and of course it is I know yeah. and, and he recorded it and then he Nobody posted it on, and, um, on Facebook uh, His wife called nine one one Because he was riding a motorcycle shirtless Up and down the, the cul-de-sac uh, Or back and forth between two cul-de-sacs In his neighborhood and like shouting stuff About the CIA And, and uh, the, their plots against him So apparently this was all facilitated By his overuse of Adderall according according to him whoa and it apparently <laughs> no, uh, it's
1: true i used to be on adderall I, uh, Well
3: were you yeah. riding a motorcycle up and down your street with the well shirt i on? didn't have a cul-de-sac so isn't sure i actually that ended up just kind of going and just i never stopped so okay well that's that's good i mean i hope i hope well, adderall's that, essentially just like speed
4: right, right? and yeah. they
3: and they prescribe it primarily for people that have uh add adhd um but it's also used a lot of times as a as a focus drug like like executives on wall street will get it prescribed to them so they can it, it's Power like through. it's the dexedrine of the it's like that episode of
2: mad men where they all got like shot in the ass and That's exactly went, what yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So apparently he um okay, he said, Scott Stepp said it was a manic period. <laughs> I was you driving ar- I was <laughs> driving around with a 12 gauge shotgun in my lap and I thought that people were trying to kill me. Um, I would have like maybe a forty five second interval of what's going on, and then I'd be right back into the psychosis. That's a very short interval, by the way 40, 45 seconds. Who? What is? It? And then poof, back into it. So anyway, but but it's good to know that that. And the reason I bring it up is that for the time being, we know there's a there's a somewhat happy ending to Scott Stapp's recent run of. Crazy, crazy town. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear it because I was losing sleep. I knew you hey. were. That's why I periodically bring it back up. I do have a question. So,
0: so you said what was he riding on? A motorcycle. He said. Uh, I was picturing a Segway. I thought that would be <laughs> that. That, uh, like that would crazy shirtless, uh, weird rock guy. How would he
2: keep the gun in his lap? <laughs> I don't
0: know. You just Paul Blart that
3: shit. Just lean forward. That's I the do, way I, I do appreciate
2: works. the use of Paul Blart as a verb. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
3: especially can, like Scott Stapp. I mean. It's completely. You can you can really see the comparison. I okay, a we've got two observers, spectators, not, spectators this evening. Uh, Billy and Emily, you guys want to say hi? Hello. I'm spectating. We have That's we have <laughs> we have some friends in here watching that that may or probably won't be on joining us anymore on the air. But needless to say, they are helping fill this garage with more heat joy and love can we just talk about the fact that oh we have yeah all of us walked in a variety of whiskey with with different kinds of whiskey it's like dueling evening. dueling whiskey we've got yeah, a whiskey yeah. bar here all right well i i'll do my best to help us and kevin i did up.
2: Uh, pick up a bottle of blackberry ginger ale yesterday of course you did yeah yeah
3: okay so this week it's your record, yes. and Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah,
0: so so the second week that we ever did the show, um, was my, the first record that I chose was BC Boys Paul's Boutique, which was a record that when it came out, and I got to thinking about this this week is very peculiar, uh, at least for me internally. Like I can't think of another parallel. This is the only act or band where. I hate their first record. Like I hate it. I can't. To this day, like I have, like a, I have uh, intensely to sort Ill. of. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a. It's sophomoric. It's sophomoric, and I just it didn't appeal to me when it came out. It doesn't appeal to me now. I think less of them as people because it exists. Like, <laughs> but but uh, but Paul's boutique came out, and so the the arc for me with that was when that when Paul's boutique came out that I didn't. I never gave, not only did I not give Paul's Boutique the time of day, I never heard it. Like, I just, I mean, if I heard it, it was in a party setting or something. And Well, Paul's Boutique was there. The Bins, you know, where they, yeah. like,
3: turned it around. Right. Yeah, and, and, like, and I, rad, not only just turned it around, but took, I mean, made a lot of something out of a lot of nothing. I mean, granted, those guys have a lot of those songs off, off of uh, Licensed to Ill... Are really nostalgic for a lot of pe- people, um, but in the grand scheme, which like is, the is the record, still a lot more which is the Kevin record does. after this one. But
0: but uh, yeah, getting to sort of no, the Life third act was that's was the, was the first one. Oh yeah, this sure, sure. One Yeah, you you're right. Like. Anyway, point being, by the time that this record came out, um, my college roommate and I, he had he was a big BC Boys nut, and uh, by this
2: record, you mean Check Your Head? Yes. Okay.
0: Well, of the band, of the act. And so when that, when that act came out I didn't really necessarily think a ton Of his musical taste at the time I just assumed that he was one of the Many many people who Fell in love with that first record when it was Omnipresent and then he just Picked up the baton and ran with it When Paul's Boutique came out of course I never gave Paul's Boutique the time of day so when this record Came out and I Heard it I was like it really Made me reevaluate My opinion of this act and uh well, I let's be clear. Did you know this record going into this week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So
3: you're a little bit violated the spirit of, eh, of No, I, I mean, I am rec- and I'm not like yeah. I mean, the, it's the f- not one of his favorite albums. Yeah. Like, let's, but yeah. Um, but but it is for a lot of people. But
0: when I but when I reconnected with it, it it reminded me that I have this I sort of have this weird dichotomy with this act in that. I literally hate that first record, and then I have distinct opinions about that band based on each subsequent album that they put out. And so, anyway, it's just uh, it's an it's it's an uh, I don't think about any other act in that way, and so it really like I don't know I don't know if I learned anything. I, I just thought it was fascinating.
3: I like what Ryan, what your comparison to 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 the Radiohead, yeah. like Pablo Honey and the Benz, because oh yeah, just a radical turnaround. I mean, in, in quality, I think that's fair. Yeah, in, in qual- quality wise, I mean that first Radiohead record fucking blows i mean all right it's not offensive in the way that license to ill is i shouldn't say like that but
2: well i think most of us who were kind of music geeky at the time thought that creep creep was going to be like this one-off thing and that band was just going to go away you know i did yeah for sure without a doubt but what was that that, that australian band of teenagers that had a hit hit in the 90s silver chair silver chair they were going to be like silver
4: chair
3: uh, what, was the, what was the big thing? Like, they had that song and, like, the, Did the lyrics. Did you see their minds meld right there? I feel
0: like they should be reaching out to each other. Right now. <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we uh, do uh, it yeah. mentally anyway. Uh,
3: yeah. uh, <laughs> I, there's a... Uh, you're sweating. <laughs> it's hot in here. I, it's yeah. very hot in here. Um, and they have that line, that silver chair is my favorite. It's like... Uh, The water is very hard to drink. It's
2: it's just the shittiest rock. No, it's delivered in its most earnest Eddie Vedder
3: style, but it's,
2: the water there is very hard to drink.
3: That was during the period of time where, like, if you grew your hair, like, if you didn't wash it a little bit and you grew it, like, shoulder length and you knew, like, two or three chords, you could get a major label bidding war. Yeah. So, anyway, what did you think about this record? I'm very interested to hear that. Because for those of you that have that have not listened to uh, our our first show, Paul's boutique about about Paul's boutique, Ryan's general the takeaway, his general assessment of the record is that he feels like the Beastie Boys are always just yelling at him.
2: That's that is certainly how I felt about Paul's boutique, (laughs) and for about the first half of this record, same deal. But it there's like they turn into a little bit more interesting act. Well, there's there's a a, there's there's a a a a punk song right in the middle of it, and then it turns into like a
3: funky jazz album. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's
3: the thing, and there's a lot of, like, songs and little snippets. I remember the first time that I ever heard that, like, this... I mean, I I was familiar with the singles. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw the video for So What You Want because I was on LSD, and it Good was very... Course, that would be great or terrible. It was great. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was on heavy rotation. That wasn't, that wasn't the day you rocked and rolled and ruled the world. No, 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 okay. no. That's a whole other story. <laughs> No, I you know I was familiar with with the singles, and then I I, I you know this is what I said about Paul's boutique. Also, um, it seems like the Beastie Boys are often in the background at parties, even to this day. I'll go. they'll sure. be on mixes, and they'll be. And this this well, well, r- when
2: we talked about Dylan, we were like, you know, nobody ever puts on Dylan at like after parties and stuff. But I think I've heard like at least half this record. Before oh, of this course you we have. In, and, in, and I feel like just looking at the the album artwork, it's like a staple of like dorm rooms everywhere. T shirts. Um, I see them on T I see like a old It's a like twenty to twenty five year old male demographic staple in the same way that Bob Marley's legend is. You
3: know, like you yeah. just see it like <clears throat> you still see I see like twelve year old, thirteen year old skaters wearing check your head shirts. Often. I'm well, pretty sure often. In my in my head it's often but
2: somehow I'd never sat down and actually listened to the whole thing start to finish well, before this week.
0: Well you want to
3: Let's let's play a track from this. Yeah, let's
0: do. I, mean, I think uh, one of the things that's always stayed with me about this record and was fun to kind of rekindle is that the fact that it starts with a with a with a clip a from live sample. Lighted, actually, lighted, the, the most, appro- appro- oh, the most right. appropriate sample, yeah, probably ever. Yeah, uh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's right. If man. you're Robin Zander, you're yeah. We'll we'll talk about that on the other side. But yeah, that's what's let's, it called? Let's uh, Jimmy James.
2: Mark asked me while that song was on. He's like, "Ryan, do you feel assaulted?" Which two things? Yes, I do. Uh, by this like, album? Well, no. By but by, by first, the that first style. half of this record, and where they're they're doing the yelling, and I'm just never going to be able to fall in love with the Beastie Boys the way some people have, and it's because of that. And it's I don't know, I, I cower a little bit. But also, he used the word assaulted, uh, and so I had it just made me immediately, immediately made me think of this joke. Shane is groaning. <clears throat> And it, I it's really short it. and it is kind of dad humorish, but I I like it. Uh, two peanuts walk into a bar. One was assaulted.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, Shane's I, laughing. I, I just don't understand. And next we're gonna I, sing I, Wheels on the
2: Bus. Having,
3: having heard that, I, I literally don't understand why you had to take the time to not only tell us you were gonna tell that joke, no, it, but then you had a build up to the that stupid <laughs> joke. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back, Ryan? Stick. I'll stick. be here all fucking week. <laughs> why did the monkey fall out of the tree? I don't know. Because it was dead? <laughs> the tree right. or the monkey? Well, maybe both. <laughs> yeah, I just, he may have stayed in the... Yeah, that's, a, that's Maybe I should have <laughs> thought
4: of the, that. The
2: branch might have broken. It's like the the, the night that... dead.
0: <laughs> this is a terrible train that anyway, we're on. Anyway, we the editing. fact is a lot yeah.
2: of the first half of this record is classic old-school Beastie Boys, and then it morphs into something different.
0: Yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's like So you can kind of break it down to, like, they're, they did their they did their thing to get famous and become millionaires, which they did. And the Madonna thing that I meant, mentioned earlier, and we talked a little bit about this in the Paul's Boutique episode, is that they actually went, they toured, they opened for Madonna on that Ill Communication. Like, it was just the whole series of weird... I'm Ill dis- Communication? Uh, not Ill... Com- um, the very, yeah, the license first record. License to, to Ill. Ill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's just a, a bunch of weird, ch- and they were just obnoxious every time they're on TV. And so anyway, uh, I was, you know, the second album comes out, and it's sample heavy, and the Dust Brothers are involved, and it's you know it. They essentially rhymed over a bunch of um, what were what had begun as instrumentals, and then with this record, they really started to play a lot of their own instruments. And they there were some punk numbers and some of the the funky stuff. Well, that, on they, there that's that. how they came up. I mean, their yeah. their
3: first record, Cookie Puss. They I mean, they were like a punk band. I mean, that's they got together yeah. like I think in high school to play punk music.
0: When they went into uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they made a point of. Uh, Hall of Fame's
2: plural? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, they went into, they radio they radio went into all of them. All of the Hall of Fames, <laughs> All uh, the different uh, fames. He's in, in the Rock and Roll hall. Halls, Halls of Fame.
0: I don't Deeks. Know. Am I channeling am I, <laughs> <laughs> that guy? <laughs> anyway, uh, but they they thanked uh, the Bad Brains. And so, like, you know, they, those guys, they knew what their roots were. But I just, uh, and I think that some of the criticism of this record comes, aside from Ryan saying that they're yelling at him, uh, comes from people who say that it's uneven. It but I think uneven. it's naturally. It makes sense th- to me that it's uneven.
2: Well, it's all like, it's all over the place. But I feel like artistically, it's good. But it's never going to be one of my favorite records. Oh, well, well,
1: well, I'm sorry, Mark. Go on. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's 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 very choreographed in the way that they do this. I mean, they they come right out of the gate. I mean, we you know we tease that little sample there at the beginning. But I mean, basically, they come out and they say. Yeah, we're going to give you exactly what we gave you before that, you know, we're we're picking up right where we left off. But then they allow it to evolve a little bit as you get into the album.
3: Well, fair enough. That's a that's something I hadn't hadn't thought of. Another thing that I thought was particularly
0: interesting about this record is it does, I mean, it, they were in L.A. for the entire time that they put this album together. They had moved out there by this point. But it still sounds to me like, you know, there's very it's still very rooted in New York. Sound yeah, like. I didn't know that they... So they, they didn't go,
2: like, all Randy Newman?
0: No, but, I mean, like, there there are... <laughs> yes. Thank love <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So we... I don't even know what that would sound like. Uh, that's <laughs> just not... Let's not I want to
2: hear the Beastie Boys cover Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey, can I point one, one thing out really quick? Um, that uh, in... If if you go to the, uh, the Check Your Head Wikipedia page, you know, as always, there are reviews from various and sundry publications. Um... In uh, in 2009, Entertainment Weekly gave this album an A. However, in 1992, Entertainment Weekly gave this album a D. So we talk about Pitchfork all the time, like, with hindsight. What's Kevin's term? Uh, They got religion? Yeah, they got religion. (laughs) But I haven't seen what they said about that. I just noticed, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the same publication. Once, yeah, like, so 20 years later... There's For. no retraction, I'm sure. Too, it's just like, oh, hey, this was always great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what format that was that was in, but yeah, yeah. In it's always hindsight. However, looks like Pitchfork only gave this a 6.7 out of 10. Pitchfork did not
0: love it. Rolling Stone thought it was uneven. Uh, Spin loved it, and so I, you know, I thought I, it was. I thought that was well.
2: I mean, if by uneven
0: they mean that it. Doesn't
2: sound
3: the same all the way through Well that's true Well no I get the uneven yeah. thing I think that this sound, this is the thing for me Like, um, But I enjoy this kind of And you saw this come later in the 90s um, You see like music from that era A lot of times Have genre busting, genre bending songs On the same album and This is sort of one of the progenitors of, 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 of that idea However having said that I think it's a very cohesive album From start to finish um, Just in that it sounds like an album Sure. Not, not no, it's No, but it
2: sounds like it was all made by people who knew what they were doing and what they were looking well, it, it's, to accomplish. Instead of
3: thinking single, 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 it's like a, it's like but a to sound me, palette.
2: But to me, like the first half of the record, I'm like, all right, here we go, it's Beastie Boys well, again. And then somewhere in the middle of it, it starts, you know, shape shifting. And then I'm like, well, this is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to be a huge like, yeah, we know that you, jazz fan, but uh, like, I did enjoy that portion of the record. Um, where it just, it kind of mellows out and... And there's a lot of what is it farfisa? It's like it's like baseball organ.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. It also, I forget this album has one of the best songs ever created in the history of the world, and that is the Biz Verge's. <laughs> that's the, the new. No, that,
2: it, it, it's really up to Kevin, but <laughs> that's the, is that the demarcation right line for you. Yeah. That's exactly where it shifts, like yeah, that. Really and is. I love that song. I mean, I don't know if it's, is that the whole song, like with the not just with Biz <laughs> it's Markie. It's a 33-second song. But then it goes into the punk rock song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. And then it just goes off in a completely different direction. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's like it's like that scene in Boogie Nights where it turns to 1980, and then like it, it, the whole thing turns around, but sure, in more yeah. of a good it's way like Scott, this time.
1: Scott Stamp, you know, you get that little 45 seconds of kind of
3: <laughs> clarity, <laughs> and it all comes I, back to Creed. <laughs> it all, I, think, I think that Scott Stamp should be referenced on a daily basis in hush tones by all of you. Well, maybe just collectively. Maybe not daily. I already do that. Did I not tell you? Like I just said. People I think I'm weird at work. I didn't. I That's didn't, not why. I wasn't d- <laughs> doubting that you did. I'm just saying it should be, and now I know. So, Kevin's got something to read.
0: Oh no, I was just I was just glancing at the Pop Matters take on this record, and they and just one little snippet I thought was kind of interesting, which was they said they they reference uh, Paul's boutique. And uh, or check your head in relation to Paul's boutique and said that the rhyming and stealing is still on display, but ultimately the words are part of a much bigger picture. Where Paul's boutique was an elaborate comic book, uh, the metaphor that they use for check your head is like a successful remake of an old B movie, and I could kind of see that. Like they're a little bit of like, you know, there's always like there's always the feel that like I was like I'm sure I don't know which black exploitation film this came out of, but like it probably came out of one of them. Yeah, like. And they did um, apparently the guy who ends up doing a lot of that organ work on this record was just somebody who was hanging around
3: and well really I mean, I'm sure that I mean this is this is also the first record that they that they had money Mike play on which I mean that's why you, you start to see a lot of those I mean whereas before um, it wasn't quite as a as much of a pastiche of samples um, per song like in Paul's Boutique, even though those were sample based songs this is why you have a lot of times like samples like crazy. Samples being mixed together with live instrumentation, I, I don't think that's an accident.
0: So if you want to do biz versus the Nuge or whatever, yes. we well, can. I'd, I'd like okay. to hear that
2: and how it, it bleeds into the, yeah, the punk. This rock. is what well, we're getting into. The same is song? That, is it the same song? Yes. Is it only thirty three yes. seconds long? I just enjoyed it that much. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>,
3: that's why <laughs> um, I pointed it out. We hadn't even yeah. talked about that shit yet. All right, yeah, let's run it.
4: The beat, see, boy, they They coming home.
0: So technically, it's Biz versus the Nuge, and then what's the other? What's the yeah?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So I was I was wrong. I always thought that, that those were two parts of the same song. Well, the just way that it's the way, it's way that so it's perfect. cut, like yeah, it,
2: yeah, it's meant to sort of be that transition, like an intro and a yeah. Song. I always
3: thought like the, the the loud guitar part was like that was the Nuge part of it. i
2: am just well, yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Is that like a tribute to Ted Nugent or something? I, I no idea, but he didn't sound like that. No, and also um, it's
3: not Biz Marquis. Oh, And, and there's got to be. It's I, not Bismarck, it's no, somebody else who can't. Actually sing. actually, but Nugent has <laughs> writing credits on it. So Yeah, no, he's there. I think I maybe need to look into this for a there second. There is uh my understanding is is
0: that there that there is they laid over the top of some some Nugent Riff or something. But I mean the ten like I don't know where.
3: Like so it's I, not Bismarcky? No. Uh his name is Marcel Hall. Um however no, it's definitely
2: like a tribute to Bismarcky. I yeah. mean, and they called it that too.
3: Yeah, but the guy that sang on it, I found this out when I was when I was listening to this. But there is an is actual, Anthony Michael Hall. There's an action that would be even funnier if Anthony Michael Hall were doing like his Bismarcky yeah. impression. Yeah, sorry, be pretty great. Sorry yeah. for all of us. Um, well. No, I thought... God damn it. This All right. is some great Yeah, podcast. I know. This is rip here. <laughs> All right, what did you want to do? What did you?
0: Like, I'd like to spend five minutes watching you research. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. Here, boys. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, so I do think um, that you can't really talk about this record without... Uh, getting without, into um, what you want. Yeah, getting into what you want. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, the, you know, they get... They're, we talked about this when we did the Paul's Boutique cast. Like, they're so known for the, you know looming over the camera and and throwing at it the fish islands yeah and uh, and this is the, probably the video of their no, camera. it was a really
2: bizarre thing to watch happen like yeah. it's good video, but like you know, if you were just standing around watching them just thrust at a
3: yeah, if you were in the stationary park, like, camera and the in this? Fuck are those dudes do <laughs> right, yeah. Why are they so angry
0: at that camera? <laughs> what um now, Shane? Were you? You said you were high the first time that you saw. No, this? No, 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 no.
3: I was on LSD. Well, oh,
4: I'm a sorry, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: no, it was. Um, I was. I actually got stuck in Austin. We were visiting for the weekend, and, and um and then we, and then a bunch of friends took LSD, and then um, everybody left and went to sleep somehow, and I was, like, watching MTV until the sun came up by myself. And, um, yeah, so there's, there's that great story about that.
2: <laughs> it's <very laughs> the most entertaining thing I know, you've ever I know. said on this Look, show. Look, let me, let, me like,
3: let me tell you, it's one of those things where you can't tell stories to people about... When you're 18 years old and taking LSD, because. I'm sure it was amazing at the time. It was amazing in my brain, right now it is, but there's <laughs> no way I could explain it to you. Well, and I, I'm sure that, like,
0: the f- stuff like the fisheye lens and then all the posterizing and, like, all the weird effects and the fact that they're. They look crazy, and they're out in the woods. Like, yeah, it's probably tailor-made well, I mean, I, people. I mean, I dropped acid
2: and you. watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory once, and there's no way I'll be able to communicate how mind-blowing that was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Wait, you did what? <laughs> I dropped acid and watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty mind-blowing. And yeah. The
3: Wall, because when you're, like, in high school, people— I've also done that. That's They yeah, tell yeah. you, that's what you got to watch. So, you know, the inspiration for the
1: video was that they basically told each of them— this camera is Ryan Newsom. We want you to
3: shout at him.
0: Oh yeah. You're blowing That's my good. mind uh-huh. right
3: now. It's, man. it's Why don't we list one? we list this.
2: Well, you can't front on that. Wow, that fell flat.
4: All right, that's um,
0: <laughs> like—are uh, you talking your front?
3: I don't. I don't.
2: It's 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 me sampling the song. Oh uh, sure, yeah. You can't front on that, but uh, Mark had a good point. Apparently, you can. Uh, we were on fire. I, wait, tonight. I had a good point. Well, once that's how you got your kids, right? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lord, but you to your I'm point. Editing what, that out. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to be like I'm out of here tonight, and then I was like, oh wait a minute, he'll just he'll just make that go away. Yeah,
0: what? Yeah, what's your what's the deal?
2: Oh well, Mark was talking about how the combination between like the guitar sound and the sort of groove percussion uh, was what really makes that song, and I concur. I
1: mean, this for me, this was Beastie Boys. You know, I, I was I was much like Kevin. I the first album, I just like, no, I, I don't want to have anything to do with these guys. And then you couldn't get by without hearing this somewhere when this came out.
3: Yeah, I think the first single on this was uh, Pass the Mic, which is a great song. But this one just completely captured the zeitgeist and um, continues to um, excite people to this day. Yeah,
2: it's one of those songs that if you stood somewhere like uh, in a very remote place, if you listened hard
3: enough... You probably you could, could, you, could hear you could probably hear it somewhere. Yeah. like doing meth in there Trailer out in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. woods. Yellowstone. Okay, let's... Uh, Intermitch. Let's go to the intermission. All right, this is a few minutes with uh, the intermission, and somebody likes it, where we take a video, usually sometimes just a song, and... Basically do the same thing we've been doing previously in the show to a whole it's like record a show within a show. It's a show within a show um, So this week well, i have got few guys. Um, I had two songs. I was considering from the 90s um, from the early nine or maybe late 80s even um, uh, One of which was Paula Abdul straight up <clears throat> which I heard on the radio the other day and really Think that at some point we do need to, or that that's not her. the one she had the animated cat in. No, that was opposites tracked. Okay, um, but 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 both of those we we can maybe we can maybe do a back to back Paul Abdul late eighties. thing one of these oh, nights man. because how that really got, I'll tell you how the well. I mean I don't uh, know. preach. She's not. She's not, a, she, she's not the <laughs> singer. Let's just say that. Which may, it's incredibly interesting that she. herself She's more known as a choreographer. Well, she? she originally started her career that way, but then she became like nationwide famous by you know putting out some some pop hits in the late '80s, early '90s, and then she disappeared off the radar, and then made her career come back as a judge on a vocal talent show, um, which is very ironic to me concerning the fact that she cannot sing. Um, is she who we're talking about? On, no. On no, 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 We're not going to do no. Paula Abdul, but, okay. but I, I, I do like the fact that oh, she good. spending was a of, lot
2: of time talking about somebody we're not going to talk about. <laughs> uh,
3: yes. So, no. so, <laughs> so what, what, the show
0: within what, the show within
2: what, the show. Well, well <laughs> no.
3: we are going to, well, we are going to watch. That's why I said we need to talk about Paula Abdul one of these days. Um, this is like inception. It never ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, but what we are going to watch today is, um, you can't touch this by MC Hammer. Oh, and, um, Oh, we, we, he of the like uh, hammer pants, billowing hammer pants. Well, this this yeah. is the video with the billowing pants, and we were talking about uh, the hammer pants a couple shows ago, and uh, it I remembered that and and thought it's been a little while since we've done a pop video from this era, so we're gonna watch. You can't touch touch. You can't say this. Apparently, you can't touch this, and then we'll we'll be back in a minute. Okay.
4: You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. My, 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 can't my, my music hits so hard. Makes me say, Oh my lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing right? And do I feel good when well, you know you're down? A super dope all the from the old down, and I'm known as such. And this is a book, you can't touch I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this.
3: That was "You Can't Touch This" by MC Hammer, um, and we shall now break it down. He does a lot Just of breaking down in that song, <laughs> which I, um, I can't remember the last time I heard that song. But there's not a lot going on in it. It's a Rick James song that he raps over. Uh, but he but he barely raps when he raps over it, and then and then it's constantly going break it down. And there's like a little keyboard riff and. And, but he does it multiple times. Like, well, let's be honest. The star of that video is his pants. Yeah, that's <sighs> true. And what what were we, what were you saying? We'd like to uh, like, like well, just to. see
2: him in like. Well, you said, uh, you know, there's there's very little, very few things in life that those pants wouldn't make better.
0: No, more interesting. I think. More, more interesting. That's yeah. right.
2: Um. So and, yeah. And one
0: of, one of which
3: you you said uh, grilling in the backyard. Grilling in the backyard. Yeah, and flipping some burgers and some hammer pants. I yeah, think it's a good. But also he 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 wore no shirt. And he either wore just suspenders um, with no shirt or he wore a vest with no shirt underneath it. Well, he had like
1: a muscle shirt or something, too. Yeah,
3: there was something like going a, on with a that. There's a whole, like, a like. Uh,
2: like bike Lee oeuvre of that era thing going on in that video like the brightly colored paisleys and well and then the bike shorts and yeah, vests the, and and what was the mad tv show the oh in living color in living color there, yeah. yeah with the fly girls and i just
3: watched that show um, on it's they they play they play reruns on it on uh, of it on tv1 why i was watching tv1 i don't know but i was watching uh, in living color and guess what it doesn't
0: doesn't hold up the, the thing that I found really strange was uh, was that, you know, when it comes time to break it down, really, there's only that one line in the song. So, like, what is it that we're breaking down, really? Oh, like that,
3: yeah, yeah. What is it? Is that a challenge? He's saying, like, you can't touch this if you can, like, you know, try to break down that. That idea? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're giving him too much credit. frankly. that's <laughs> <like>, oh,
0: <laughs> the game within the
2: can, game. Can, yeah, <laughs> can I just
0: give my one
2: little weird piece of MC Hammer trivia? Please. Um, oh, well, I, I, well, I have some two too. things. Well, one thing. Oh, yeah, I think. Well, okay. We'll get to that one. Um, he was a uh, ball boy for, for the, the Oakland A's yep. when he was like nine. And that's how he got the nickname Hammer. Um, he would.
3: Um, he like sold records out or of. His. Bat Boy.
2: Pardon me. Uh, ball boys or tennis But uh, yeah. yeah he was a bat boy for the Oakland A's That's true uh, Back in the day And Kevin didn't you see him live once Or meet him
0: or something I Well I did the, This is a I don't want to sidebar for too long Because this is a longer story But the super short version of this story is That I was in West Texas And had a friend who was Running a, He was the program director for a radio station In an adjoining town And the tour that came through MC Hammer was on, and In Vogue was another one of the opening acts, and I'll get to the sort of main thing here. But but basically, we were at the we we're like so I had V I V A P pass to the show that I never would have gone to see otherwise.
3: Perfect demographic, by the way, West Texas, <laughs> Lubbock, yeah, MC yeah, Hammer, Kevin yeah. Newsom, yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> and so uh, and so, but I also had a seat, and so the lights go down, and all the like. All the goodies, like all the whatever, the buffet is under the stands. And so the lights go down and I'm like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be able to find my seat because it's in the dark. And so anyway, I'm walking out and uh and the whole place goes dark and there's like this music and the spotlight hits right next to me. I'm standing in the dark, like eating a hot dog, <laughs> and, and the spotlight hits right next to me, and vanilla ice runs out, and he's in the spotlight. And the thing that people you don't realize is that like when people cheer at a spotlight, it's not exact. It goes everywhere all around that area. And I was like, I feel fucking great. And I'm just a dude in the dark eating a hot Everybody's dog. Everybody's cheering for yeah. you eating a VIP <laughs> yeah. section hot dog. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, <laughs> mustard, whatever. But uh but yeah, that's my weird Thank you, Odessa. Or kinda, whatever the hell yeah. we were. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, never to be repeated.
3: All right. Well, that was Educational to everybody, I'm sure. Bowling, something. I'd like to see him bowling in those pants. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, mop um, like mopping up, like if he were like trampolines. still like his his pants, like actually uh, he can just kind of roll. And over and it. He's just like mopping it. It goes uh, up a little yellow uh, sign. He's, he's, that says like the, I can't the hu- touch
0: this. He's like the human yeah, swiffer. That's pretty that's good. Pretty clever. Dealing cards, you know, just any of the things that you would do in
3: uh, regular pants. Just put them in, in hammer pants, and they're better. Sure, it's more interesting. You
0: would need. You would need an enormous hamper for your hammer pants if you had to wash those. Hamper
3: pants. Hamper pants. Anyway, whatever. let get out of bad here. bad today. Yeah. All right, let's go.
0: I found a piece... Around uh, a little while after this record, this this article came out in 1992 in Spin, and I guess they had a guy who basically just went out to LA and followed this band around for six months. And um, in in the 90s, in the 90s, uh, and he talks one of the one of the excerpts here that that I thought was kind of funny or interesting, and like gave me a little bit of insight into maybe what was uh, if you were to check their head, what was going on inside there. Uh, So it's a think piece (laughs) Yes it is Yeah maybe it is a think piece Is your toast ready now Mark?
1: There's pizza ready if you want it
0: Oh perfect Anyway he says The control room at the studio is outfitted with a comfy couch And the walls are covered like a kid's bedroom With freaky color photos of the band A poster from Wars Why Can't We Be Friends LP And two Tijuana black velvet portraits of Michael Jackson (laughs) <laughs>
2: i think that's the recipe for a great record look that's, well that's, that's kind of c-
0: cliche at this
2: point well really. sure i mean everybody's done that
0: but um no <laughs> yeah that's true yeah the thing that i thought was kind of funny is that like yeah and you can you can hear a little bit of their sense of humor on this record um not necessarily all the way through it you know but uh what's what's the atom that's still alive uh, not Yao. The other one, Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. No, I saw him on a talk show,
2: uh, like maybe a month ago, and he's hilarious. Yeah, like he's a genuine. Like he could easily make a. Living he's doing. He a just stand-up.
0: did a uh, did some indie film. Like he had a B role in an indie film.
2: Like, yeah, and he was promoting it on like Seth Meyers or something. And, yeah. And he's genuinely funny.
0: Yeah.
3: Noah Baumbach's new movie. I can't think of the name of it. Um. Not. I'm just whatever. Anyway. Right? Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: No, no, the Squid and the Whale is like 10 years ago. So
2: yes, not yeah. that one. Well, I just saw that like six months ago. Okay, so. well, <laughs> it's not pertinent
3: to this <laughs> new
4: <one. laughs>
0: Ryan playing catch-up. Anyway, uh, can't watch this, I guess. So um, the other the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting about this record that I wanted to make sure and mention was that um, they also kind of evolved. Adam Yauk was very uh, open about evolving his, like a lot of the sort of they weren't chasing girls when they were making this record, and so, you know, I mentioned off in between takes here. I mentioned uh, maybe later wanting to listen to a little bit of gratitude because that's a song where they he intentionally penned something that was very different than you know the hey ladies of the Paul's boutique and
3: right. Well, hey ladies records. is cool. I mean, hey ladies being we talked about before being like sort of the answer to to girls. From right. Right. The right. Yeah. One. Yeah. Sure. Just a, a more more evolution. Well, this
2: is a band that evolved, certainly, as their career went on. Yeah,
3: that's an operative term with these guys. Um, Well, why don't don't
2: we get in and listen to a little bit of, uh, what's it called, Kevin?
3: It's called
0: Gratitude. Uh, Yeah, he said, there are not a lot of words on the new Beasties album, but not because the band has nothing to say, but because it has too much to say. Think about that for a while.
3: Oh, dude. Yeah, it's Indeed. something that would have made a lot of sense to me oh. that night that I dropped acid and watched the "What You Want." I got like
0: halfway through that sentence. And I was like, I don't think this is going. Oh, yeah, anywhere. I'm not sure about-
3: you would be here today had you actually heard that. <laughs>
0: of interesting things worth noting. One, and I totally forgot to mention this because it would have wound Ryan up, and I would have brought it up earlier. But apparently, um, Mike D was genuinely pissed at Michael Stipe around this time uh, because uh, because some other member of REM had uh, dissed the beasties in England's Q magazine. And anyway you get mad at a different number yeah, of the band? I don't know I don't know Like, like the that's music. the way that it's That's the way it's written in the article And I don't know And it, it could have been Michael Stipe And it could have been somebody else But they You know As the figurehead of that band The way that it comes out in this article They were just like Well then you suck <laughs> So um that But That makes me think
2: about the time that uh, Shane peed next to Michael Stipe At Hole in the Wall You
3: always bring that up Anytime <laughs> Michael Stipe comes in there. Yeah I think Anyway, the, that's the, true. That the, happened.
0: The article transitions from that to, to them, uh, I guess. Well, they riffed a little bit on um, Michael Stipe's dancing technique in the Shiny Happy People video. <laughs> oh,
2: Christ. I heard that on the intercom <laughs> like, at some store the other day, and that is their low point.
0: It kind of is their low point. But anyway, it's not
2: kind of. It's, it's their, without, it's without their, a doubt, yeah, their low their point. It's their Friday I'm in Love.
3: Yeah. But it, <laughs> it's worse than Friday in <laughs> Love. But th- not to say Friday in Love is not a bad song because it is. Point Dude, is, neck and neck.
0: They, uh, Point is, they they segue out of it, and by the you know sort of by the end of this little um, uh, chat, they're they're talking about the fact that like they're actually songs that those guys do that they like a lot, and like so it was really sort of a almost a non thing. But it was like I think this guy had been embedded with them for so long. It's like he th- I think he thought it was going to be juicier than it was. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this by saying that one of the kind of the, the beginning of this article, this, this guy talks about the fact that, um, I guess he got in trouble by, uh, the, so the beasties had kind of a Bez character. Uh, not just yeah. somebody, not somebody Bez who was
2: being like the guy in Happy Mondays who didn't really play an it instrument. He didn't play
0: an instrument. He gets credited on all their records and he would just stand up on stage and dance. I don't necessarily know that this guy would do that, but this is like one of their old running buddies and he shows up in some of the songs or at least one of the tracks on Paul's boutique. Anyway, he was a stand up comedian for a while and somehow or another, that is how this guy from Spin managed to finally get to the band was through this. This guy called him up pissed and said, I heard what you said about the Beastie Boys. Apparently what this author originally had said was that like he wrote something about how that uh that rappers get you know that rappers when they get put out the pasture and go soft or whatever, go out to LA and he mentioned the Beastie Boys as a example of that and they did not cotton to that. But after listening to this record, he closed this this piece by this one little thing that I wanted to read that, that I remember reading twenty years ago. And this is the piece that actually... I wasn't sure that this was the same article until I got down to this little thing. I don't know how true this is, but I think it's interesting. He said... Uh This guy was a Zeppelin fan He says As an incorrigible lead head I wanted to say that Check Your Head was the best prog rock One of the best prog rock records since Physical Graffiti But I had to admit that in fact It's the best punk rock joint since London Calling I'd been vindicated But it was the Beastie Boys who had triumphed Now that feels like maybe a little bit of hyperbole in retrospect But I think it's a good record It
3: is a good record Yeah
2: it, it hangs together as a record yes, it, and it's got elements of all those things he just mentioned yes so. that's true we should move on to uh
0: current, current affair?
2: affair Ryan uh, I've got it this week so I'm going to let you guys choose I kind of would uh, so I'd be violating the spirit of a current affair a little bit by one of them
3: it's not the first time you've done it before though
2: but it's recent and I only saw it uh recently like in 2014 and on that I'm talking about Eminem, uh the first single off his last record, which is called, uh, the single's called Berserk. And it's essentially, um, and I would actually like to play like the Saturday Night Live clip of it, um, which I love, but essentially is him just rapping over Billy Squire's stroke. <laughs> um, and well, so you can see how it kind of ties in. The other one I was thinking about is Titus Andro- uh, Andronicus. Which is a kind of punky act that's kind of getting some, uh, some love now. They have a song called Dimed Out, which is basically about just playing your music really loud. Um,
4: I've it,
3: heard Titus and Jonicus before, and I'm, I'm really on the fence um, about them, but I've also heard that Eminem song. Well, let's take times. one.
2: Can, can you live with yourself? Will you approve the Eminem song, even though it came out a year and a half ago? I kind of like to listen to the But, but the other performance one, but. came out, like the performance that I'm talking about came out, like, within a year. So Eminem, uh, uh, Berserk, uh, as performed on Saturday Night Live. And there is a clip of that mark. so
4: Now the shift's about to kick off. This party looks whack. Let's take it back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch. I'm about to bloody just jack up. Everybody get back. That's why my pen needs a pad because my rhyme's on the red tag. It's like I did with a dicks and I'm about to pick it. Like a magician, critics, I turn to for it. Got them still on the fence, weathered up. To- to Let's bring it back to that vintage slim The yeah. NC in mixed with the vintage NC ring. and, and I don't mean yeah. Been public enemy since you thought PE was Take your yeah. shoes off, let your hair uh, down. night long. Uh, your beard out, just beard out. Uh, uh, all night long. Rock this house until we knock it down. So turn the volume loud. Yeah. So make just like cake. let yourself. that I'm dressed, ain't it? Khakis, pressed Nike shoes just being fresh laced so I guess it ain't that shave a cologne that made him just
3: faint Well, it all comes back to Billy Squire, really. It does. I Can I... I'll say one thing. Um, it takes a really horribly shitty song for me to want to listen to Billy Squire rather than that song i love
2: example. i love that song and i love that performance I too
3: can, i uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> genuinely do i'm not being ironic that's a, it's all it's just reeks of desperation on every level it's like it, it's it sounds like well i rap I start, rock from 2001 well i started out liking
2: the stroke already
3: okay right but i mean if 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 he, if, if if he sampled the queen, the queen is dead I, I mean like that uh, that's would a be interesting. Would, that would be i yes. bet it would be good <laughs> Well that song wasn't good That's just Eminem Like inserting himself Trying to insert himself Back Well the it is, I culture. will say this It's The closest thing Do you guys remember
2: Barry Sobel The comedian oh, From like the yeah, 80s yeah. And he had this bit Where he's talking about Like how all, with all the sampling And rap music Like basically at some point Somebody's just gonna come out And grab the mic Hit play on like a boombox Of like the new Aerosmith record And go like Yeah there's my There's my album <laughs> and like, well, that, and that so was... that's that's kind of as close as you can get to that and still kind of in some way make it your own.
0: My favorite so. my favorite part was the uh was the the backup the backup rapper that just like that had never the, wrapped. Well, yeah, he would like he, he would do like you know he would like they would twin up. They would, he would punctuate something that Eminem was saying in a certain part of the song. But like the best part was just watching him wander around the stage, like waiting for his time to come up, looking like he had something to do. Like if that guy kept looking at his watch, it
2: well, wouldn't have been and more appropriate. Well, everybody
3: also were kind of in like dad clothes.
0: I
2: mean, well, they were all wearing like heavy coats. One of whom may or may not have been. Well, they had
3: like a purple Oxford shirt tucked in or something. I think mean, it was. It was. <laughs> Producer Plus Mark Pleated yes. khakis uh, And then uh, an old Like the DJ Was an old white dude With a beard Well like, okay So we, we don't think That was Rick Rubin I don't Rick know Ruben. if it's Rick Rubin Or not I, I mean, mean he definitely Had a Rubin-esque beard
2: Well uh, not, Ruben, not, the painter, not, not the painter Not the painter
3: So uh, But
2: yeah no, I, I genuinely enjoy that. Like, like In, in fact I, I TiVo Every Saturday Night Live And I went Intentionally went back And watched that A couple times Really
3: right, I, mean, I remember Skylar and I Like watching it In Like we were in bed Watching it um, like hanging out and like both of us wordlessly looking at each other and me just changing the channel to something dude else.
2: okay so uh, the the actual single version of that song uh doesn't exactly use that sample in the same way it kind of cuts it up more and it's it's a little bit more of a actual composition than just hitting play and rapping um but the uh, on youtube it's got like 160 million views which is not to
3: say that million? it's great
2: million million
3: it's not, not good but he is Eminem. To, I mean, I guess there's still. Man's cachet. got flow. Like, I mean, no, no, no. He's an amazing. That, don't let me. Don't. don't I don't want to get away from that. I don't. I don't want to to discount that in any way. I mean, yes, he is a great rapper. However, he's in my mind, he's a great rapper that is attached to a period in time and has not transcended that. I think his best that. work was behind him. Yeah, yeah. but it's whereas you watch somebody like The Roots and they keep on creating and innovating and, and moving forward, that guy's best years are long behind him by now. Yeah, the other
0: thing I noticed is that it must be really cold on that stage because all of those guys... They were all wearing like heavy
2: hair. parkas, as they would yeah, say no, uh, in Detroit.
0: Or maybe they just got back from hiking.
2: Confirmed
3: um, That is, it is Rick It was Rick Rubin. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you were correct, which is, makes it... Better in and of itself. If you're gonna get an old white dude with a long, flowing beard, beard, <laughs> and, um, DJ, DJ Santa Esque beard DJing during your rap set, it should probably be Rick Rubin. Yeah, I mean, who else? Who would be better to go to? Well, he lives in New
0: York. I mean, it would probably be, or at least he did for a while. Well, he's been in L.A.
3: for a long. time So I actually
0: read the probably world, the only person the origin in story. Uh, Eminem's
1: circles that actually knows who uh, Billy Squire
0: is. Uh, hard to say really. All I the other thing I could think like kept thinking was like does this make up for that video? The uh the Billy Squire video where he just prances no. around the house?
2: I mean to me, yeah. Well, they're both entertaining on <laughs> different levels. That's the greatest video I've <laughs> ever seen <laughs> what, in my life. What I was going to say and uh that that is a great great video. Yes, um, it is. is it? <clears throat> yeah. Um the only other thing I was going to say is that I, I heard, read the um uh, the origin story of how Eminem got signed um, and it was through uh Demo CD um, that Jimmy Iovine and uh, what's on Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, yeah, uh, listened to, and apparently neither one of them had ever heard dick all good from a a demo CD. And but they were both like, "Yeah, we got to sign this guy up like right now." Yeah, he was good.
3: He's still talented, but you know, maybe maybe at some point, what would be really interesting if Rick Rubin did, you know, the career revitalizing things he's been doing for about twenty years now, like Johnny Cash and. Various other people. If he, he like broke him down and or broke it down and did like an acoustic, acoustic Eminem. Eminem and, set. Yeah, but he would also be like covering like songs you wouldn't associate him with. You know, like uh, Afternoon Delight or a landslide. <laughs> Maybe we would do Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. I you would listen. To that. A song? I would totally listen. to that. Eminem rap landslide. I yeah. would. <laughs> I I think that we need to start a petition right now, like the way they got Betty White on the SNL
2: that time. Like like online, they started a Facebook page, and, <laughs> and eventually the public clamor was just too much that it had to happen. Let's try to so, do that with with
3: Eminem yeah. doing landslide. Yeah, Eminem doing like seventies acoustic song covers would be great since we're talking about that. Sure, of course. Seventies AM gold at James Taylor, Fire and Rain. <laughs> like I'd love to hear that. <laughs> I might have to leave. <laughs> All right. Well it is the end of the show. All anyway. right, what's next week? Next week is our super huge amazing Memorial Day mixtape show. Yes. Oh good times. Now
0: yes. we should we recap what the mixtape show is for hey, people who haven't it heard? It? For the people yeah, haven't
3: heard. so the mixtape show is uh, each of Kevin, Ryan, myself will pick last time we did two videos, do you want to do a longer show and, and pick one more? Let's what?
0: pick like seven videos each. It's like until somebody drops.
2: It'll
3: be like do the, mara- the mixtape video marathon. <laughs> <laughs> this, if the garage feels like it.
0: this on Memorial Day, it won't be long. I'm trying to get down to 12 pounds. Yeah. So it's perfect.
3: Have we have um, we been doing this a year yet? Is that is that... That will be like... it? Actually, this week, one year ago, uh, was when we started yeah. the show. So that will be our anniversary. Well, ha- happy anniversary. Everybody. Happy anniversary. Uh, we there you go. Clink. We should bring in some... Pizza? Because s- we got pizza. No, man. that's oh. tonight, oh. moron. Um... We should bring in some champagne. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I, I would toast to that. So we'll do a. So basically, each of us will pick a couple of videos, and then we'll go. Uh, we'll watch it. Um, them, like you know, one of Kevin's, one of Ryan's, one of mine, one of Kevin, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following week, I guess we're going to do the. Uh,
0: and if you haven't heard uh, our our version of a mixtape show, go back and find the find Labor the
3: archive day. on
0: the yeah from Labor Day. And it was quite something the first time it around. It was pretty so. good. Yeah. I had
3: a
2: good time. Of course I showed up not entirely. Oh
0: yeah, you were wasted.
2: Something like that. When you showed up. Yeah. I don't know about wasted, but I definitely was not. Had you even slept sober. from the night before? Oh no, I'd slept, but I woke up and I I got to pounding 3 or 4 hours before. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, th- those are always fun and then after that are we going to do um producer Mark hijacks the show? I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay.
3: We All keep right. teasing it. I feel like we are eventually. No, 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 no. We'll do the mixtape show, and then I, we'll I promise
1: ahead. to go easy on
2: you guys.
3: We'll see. I wouldn't go easy on well, you. Well, he can't. I mean, there's
2: no bar lower than Meatloaf. It can't be anywhere yeah. but up. I
3: can't Mark. think of anything <laughs> I'll ever hear that's worse than Meatloaf. I just I feel like know. Mark started with yeah, that. Camper he was Man, like
1: Beethoven too. I mean, that
4: was a good yeah. one. That was a good one.
3: it was great, but nothing ever, ever, will come as close to. As low as, as Meatloaf I feel health. like you
0: just started with Meatloaf And the with the idea that like Well clearly they'll never invite me back So And that didn't fix it So here we, we are At least we to
3: talk about it every fucking week now Like we reference it at some point I think it's because there's a little bit of trepidation Letting you have a pick again I don't know Well right. this
0: was this was fun you guys thanks for, uh, thanks for running through Check your head
3: We'll see you guys in a week For now
4: I'm Shane I'm Ryan I'm Kevin Mark Somebody likes it I won't sidebar about this for too long
0: But I don't want to sidebar for too long Because this is a longer story But the super short version of this story is
4: Fuck it!